Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where we recommend audiobooks to keep your ears happy. I'm Michelle Cobb, publisher of Audiophile, and this week we are talking about our selections for 2020's best audiobooks. Today I'm discussing sci-fi and fantasy, and I'm joined by Golden Voice narrator Robin Miles. Before we talk to Robin, let me share our best audiobooks list for science fiction and fantasy. The Sandman by Neil Gaiman, adapted by Dirk Maggs, read by Riz Ahmed, Kat Dennings, Taryn Egerton, Neil Gaiman, James McAvoy, Samantha Morton, B.B. Newworth, Andy Serkis, Michael Sheen, and a full cast. The Hauntings of H.G. Wells by Robert Masello, read by Steve West. Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, read by Frankie Corzo. The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien, read by Andy Serkis. And The City We Became by N.K. Jemison, read by Robin Miles, who is with me today. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you today. So can you explain, and this is, this is hard because this is a complex book, <laughs> what <laughs> is this audiobook about? Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> well... The city of New York, along with all the other major cities of the world, have chosen for themselves an avatar that is their sort of human representation. It's their human embodiment. And when the Earth and its cities are under siege by uh, forces unseen, and I won't say anything more about those unseen forces, it is the avatar that the city chooses that is their defense and sort of their front man. And because New York City has five boroughs, it has five avatars. So we go through the city choosing its avatars, choosing the person that it feels, each borough feels, is going to be its rep. And um, in a way, it's like a prize fighter, a prize fighter surrogate. That's actually a better way of putting it. And each one chooses someone who could be very, very mundane and um, and not necessarily a, a special in some stereotypical way, but that has the feel of the heart of their borough within them. And then they have to find each other and they have to get together and they've got to coordinate how they're going to fight off an attacking invader. And that invader kind of is metaphorically like a virus. So this book is ridiculously prescient. Absolutely. And this was actually released when the pandemic was just starting. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was already written and in the can. And here I am recording it and we're starting to get, you know, reports of this virus coming in. I was still in the studio and none of us were wearing masks yet. Freaky. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really crazy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Now, you actually live in New York City, and of course, this book is all about the different voices of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of preparations did you have to do to create this recording? Oh, this was so much fun. I started riding the, the subway to different parts of the city, sometimes that I don't always go to. I started out on my way home from downtown Pace University in the financial district, I'd go through parts of Chinatown that, you know, on the D train that I just never went, went through before, like the heart of Chinatown, not the, the touristy part. I remember going out to Queens to see a play in a really small little theater. Plus my, um, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law lived there and I would go and just listen or I'd get off the subway like a, a stop or two early. And just walk the streets and listen. I called my cousin who grew up in the Bronx and has lived there pretty much, uh, yeah, all her life. And I decided, oh, okay, the Bronx. Okay, that's Nadia. Okay, that's her being. And so I had her, you know, as family. Staten Island, I've taken a million times. I've taken the Staten Island Ferry over Staten Island and then back. And... I rode the Staten Island Ferry a couple times, just listening, especially on the way back over, just listening. I also had a supervisor who was from uh, Staten Island, and she was a PhD candidate, and she had this unbelievable accent. And I thought it was just, this is perfect. This is what the world actually needs, is to see more people or hear more people who have, like, local, local what sounds like working class dialect accents, who also are PhDs. I love that. I love intersectionality and I love anything that blows through a stereotype and shows it for what it is, which is shorthand. It's laziness trying to identify somebody with a stereotype. Then the other thing that I did was I went online and I started listening to people from Burroughs. And just listening to them, there were a couple of accent tags that people did. They're not always that helpful because they're just words. And then they do a little bit of talking and then they're gone. But I just kept listening to people who had a cooking show or knitting or whatever it was. I remember listening to J-Lo because uh, I watched <laughs> World of Dance. And I was like, okay, okay, the Bronx. She's also the Bronx. Those were the big ones. But it was a, a huge listening fest for me. Huge listening fest. Well, I think that's a perfect transition into us listening to a clip. And this is actually Brooklyn, which is Mm -hmm. one of those avatars. She hadn't yet become MC-free, vanguard of a movement. She was just a kid trying out freestyle lyrics in the dark, forgetting half the best ones because she kept falling asleep in the middle of composition. And back then... She sure hadn't been expecting to transform into a goddamn living embodiment of this wild, incredible, stupid-ass city. But there is a kind of poetry to the whole situation that Brooklyn accepts. Because this wild, incredible, stupid-ass city has given her so much. That's why she ran for city council, after all because she believes that only people who actually love New York versus those merely occupying and exploiting it should dictate what it is and becomes. So you clearly had some great characters to work with as you've discussed (laughs) creating. Yes. 
Well, it was, it's really fun to talk to you about uh, fantasy and science fiction. However, I mm-hmm. also owe you some additional congratulations because oh. Isabel Wilkerson's cast was one of our nonfiction best of the year picks. So talk a little bit about the challenges of recording that book and nonfiction, which is vastly different than you know, creating all these characters that you did with science fiction. Wow. Cast is a, I want to say a groundbreaking book. I'm not sure if it broke ground as much as it shone a light. You know, it was like, it was like the great and terrible Oz in a way. She pulled back the curtain and went, this is how the the mechanism works, guys. This is how, lift up the hood of the car, and this is how the catalytic converter works, and then you close it, and all together you get this thing on the outside that is inequality, that is essentially racism or an offshoot of racism. But how does it actually function? And then she draws the parallels between the United States and Nazi Germany and India in terms of the caste systems how they work. It's, they all work with the same bases, basically. And it was, it was in a way devastating because as soon as you shine a light on something that's been there the whole time, especially if it's something you've experienced or you've watched your parents experience or your relatives, you go, of course, of course, you just didn't know that that's what oh, that was a catalytic converter and that was a spark plug of course but because it's just smoothly moving in the background you don't necessarily acknowledge it the hard part was i wanted to cry a lot of times mm. and other times i wanted to yell i would get indignant about certain things But I always had to just stop and then blow off the steam and kind of come back at it because my job is not to react. Your job is to react. Mine is to respond, not to bring in the emotion. That's your job. It's supposed to land and have whatever its impact is. And she writes so well, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. You know, she's done her job. I don't need to assist it, really. So I was a supporter. You know, my role is support. That's that's good to know and good advice for narrators out there on how to handle something like that. Yeah, I think so. When you when you're dealing with things that are emotionally explosive, um, controversial and triggering, you have to take a step back or else you'll just be walking around triggered and spouting off emotions and you miss the message. I think that is true. Thank you for mm. for sharing that. That was really lovely. My pleasure. Much congratulations on having multiple best of the year picks. I hope so. Uh, it, it's interesting because I find that the two books in a way have something in common. And that's there's almost an allegory or a metaphor in in both of them. You know, this idea of we're being attacked. And and we are being attacked by a virus right now. And the other one is the caste system is representational of what's going on. It's like an archetype. And we are the stereotype. And Nazi Germany was the stereotype of it. But it's it's um it's the skeleton. 
that then gets flesh put on it. And I sometimes think of an allegory like that. I just thought I'd add that. <laughs> it, it, it really hit me that that's kind of what it feels like. I understand. Well, we've been talking about The City We Became by N.K. Jemison with Robin Miles and also Isabel Wilkerson's cast. Support for our podcast comes from Oasis Audio, publisher Frankenstein, a breathtaking full cast original audiobook performance of the stage adaptation by A.S. Peterson. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to jump back and listen to all of our 2020 Best Audiobooks discussions, and know that we have a special bonus interview with Joe Reed and narrator Frankie Corzo dropping later today. The full list of Audiophile's Best Audiobooks can be found at audiophilemagazine.com. I'm Michelle Kahn. Thanks for listening.